or what is the reason for possible podcasting podcasting but don't know how do you want to make money from your podcast do you want your podcast to be broadcast on various platforms you have one single answer to all your question anchor anchor helps you to create and edit your podcast it shares your podcast across various other podcasting platforms like spotify breaker google podcast all you need to do is anchor this cannot record your podcast and anchor does the rest anchor the one stop podcasting platform for you morning mitro wishing you all an auspicious radhasaptami or surya jayanti as it is called as the name indicates this festival falls on the 7th day of magashukla paksha the bright phase of the moon it symbolizes surya symbolically turning his chariot drawn by seven horses towards the northern hemisphere marking the transition from the southern one It also marks the birth of Surya and is celebrated as Surya Jayanti. In a way, it marks the beginning of the harvest season and is an auspicious moment for the farmers. We take a look at the significance of the sun worship, as well as a brief look at the one of the most famous sun temples in India, the Konarak Sun Temple. Welcome. Historically speaking, sun worship is rooted in most ancient civilizations. The sun believed to be the giver of life energy on earth was revered and worshiped in various forms and one of the most sacred mantras of hinduism the gayatri mantra was dedicated to savitra the sun deity as per hindu tradition gayatri is believed to be an aspect of saraswati lakshmi and parvati combined together and one of the main forms of adishakti her five heads represent the vedas of ancient aryans and the almighty himself she is one of brahma's consorts and is believed to be the source of all his energy which helps in creation the mantra is named after gayatri as it consists of the three padas of eight syllables having 24 syllables in each stanza and the sanskrit word for song or hymn is gayatra and gayatri is a feminine form of it savitra was one of the vedic deities and one of the aditya so called as they were believed to be the sons of aditi celebrated in 11 hymns of the rigveda is sometimes associated with surya other times distinct and generally considered as a divine influence of the sun it is believed he represents the sun before sunrise and after that it is surya post the vedic period though savitra was not present though often invoked in the gayatri mantra symbolically speaking radhasaptami represents surya turning his chariot or rath drawn by seven horses with aruna as the charioteer towards the northern hemisphere These seven horses are also said to represent the seven days of the week while the chariot has 12 wheels representing the 12 signs of the zodiac and is considered as one full year. Radhasaptami seeks the spread of cosmic energy and light from Surya. It is believed that Surya was born on this date to sage Kashyap and Aditi and hence is also marked as Surya Jayanti. Generally people take a bath in the river or sea invoking Surya and holding several ekka leaves on their head. Argyam holding water on the palms is offered to Surya in order to invoke his benevolence. The Ekka leaves are also called as Arka in Kannada, Jilledu in Telugu, Erukku in Tamil and they are to Surya what the Tulsi leaves are to Vishnu. 
The shape of the plant is believed to represent Surya and seven leaves are placed on the body during the bath. One on the head, two on the shoulders, two on the knees and two on the feet. It also involves doing a puja with the naivetyam offered to him along with flowers. The most commonly offered prayer is the Aditya Hridayam, a devotional hymn recited to Rama by Rishi Agastya on the eve of the great battle with Ravan along with the Gayatri Mantra. People in Mysore and Melkote carry the sacred Surya Mandala icon of the god. The Saptami is also an important festival in most Vaishnavite temples like those of Sri Rangam, Tirumala, Sri Rangapatnam, Melkote. Asurya is believed to be another aspect of Vishnu. In Tirumala, in fact, Radha Saptami is believed to be a mini Brahmotsavam where Malayappa Swami is carried around the Madha streets in a position along with Sri Devi and Bhudevi. One of the oldest deities in the Vedic tradition, he is mentioned in the Rig Veda as dispeller of darkness one who empowers knowledge, good and all life. The Vedas specify Surya to be the Prakriti, creator of the material universe, while in the Brahmanas he is invoked along with Agni. In the great epic, Surya is the father of Sagriva and the mentor of Hanuman, while Ram claims descent from him in the Ramayana, the Surubanshi Kshatriyas. In the Mahabharata, he is reverentially called at the beginning as the eye of all universe, soul of all existence, origin of all life, goal of the Samkhyas and Yogis, and symbolism for freedom and spiritual emancipation. Karna is the son of Surya and also gifted the impregnable Kavach by him as well as the Kundalas. Traditionally, Surya is represented as a shining effigence on a chariot driven by seven horses, which are named after the seven meters of the Vedanga, Gayatri, Brihatri, Ushnihi, Jag. Jagati, Trishtuba, Anustuba, and Pankti. His charioter is Aruna, while the two female deities who flank him are Usha, the goddess of dawn, and Pratyusha, both with arrows symbolizing the victory of light over darkness. As per the Brihat Samhita, a Hindu text on architecture and iconography, Surya should be shown with two hands wearing a crown. Some of the icons show him wearing a cloak influenced by Greek and Kushana style. Surya has 12 different names, often referred to as Vadasha Namavali. They are Mitra, friend of all, Ravi, the one who roars, Surya, the brilliant one, Banu, the bright one, Kaga, one who moves in the sky, Pushan, one who nourishes, Hiranyagarpa, the golden source of universe, Maricha, lord of the dawn, Aditya, son of Aditi, Savitar, the eroser, Arka, one who is fit to be praised, Bhaskara, the enlightening one. Apart from these, there are 12 Adityas who are basically different forms of Surya for each month of the year based on the intensity of this radiation. These are Dhata in the month of Chaitra, Aryama in the month of Vaishaka, Mitra in the month of Jeshcha, Varuna in the month of Ashada, Indra in the month of Shravan, Vishwanta in Bhadrapada, Twashta in the month of Ashwin, Vishnu in the month of Kartika, Amusamana in the month of Margasira, Bhaga in the month of Pushya, Pusha in the month of Maga and Parajanya in the month of Falguna. As Parajanya he showers rain, as Twasta he resides in the trees and herbs. He makes the food grains grow as Pusha, he exists in the wind as Aryama, as Bhaga he exists in all living beings while he is in fire as Vishwanta. He destroys the Adras as Asuras as Vishnu, <coughs> while as Varuna he is in the water and as Mitra in the moon and oceans. One of the most famous sun temples in India is that of Konark in Odisha. This 13th century temple built by King Narsimhadeva of the Ganga dynasty of Odisha is also nicknamed as the Black Pagoda. According to legend, Samba, the son of Lord Krishna, was cursed with leprosy. He was granted freedom from this curse by worshipping sun god on the eastern coast near Puri. 
The spot where Samba worshipped the Surya is called as Konaraka. Kona meaning corner and Arka meaning the sun. So in effect, this place means the corner of the sun. As per another legend, the architect who constructed the temple had a vexing problem of aligning the dome in the proper place. The architect's son found the solution to the problem, but it could have meant depth for the craftsman and dishonor for his father. So he sacrificed his life to protect the lives of others. Legends apart, the architecture and conceptualization of the temple courtyard is just awesome. To all those who think anything Indian means backward, I invite them to take a look at this temple. Certainly no backward, uncivilized people could have produced this marvel of architecture. The entire temple is conceived as a chariot of the sun god, pulled by seven horses, each horse representing the day of the week. These seven ex exquisitely carved horses are complemented by tall wheels on either side, representing the values of time, unity, completeness, justice, perfection and movement. And each of these wheels stands for a fortnight, there is a period of two weeks. You see the equation, 7 days, 12 months and 24 fortnights which make up for one year. Konark is not just a temple but also the proof that Indian civilization was highly advanced in the field of astronomical sciences. Long before the West discovered that the earth revolves around the sun, India already knew this fact and not just the fact that the earth revolves around the sun but also the divisions of time and built a monument in its honor. At the entrance to the temple you have the Gajasimha, a pair of lions bouncing on elephants. The local guides have an explanation for this that the lion represents Hinduism and the elephant represents Buddhism. After the death of Ashoka, many rulers spread Hinduism vigorously and it was during this time that Adishankara started the revival of Hinduism in order to counter the increasing appeal of Buddhism. Odisha is one of those places which had a strong Buddhist presence and the Hindu kings of Odisha indulged in encouragement of Hinduism to counter this. While the temple is slightly different from the standard Odia temples, the basic features of the Odisha architecture are well preserved. The Samtum Sanctuary was in ruins and this fact is close to the public. The saying goes that the early days of the morning sun used to directly fall on the deity. There are four different phases of Surya around the four sides of the temple. In fact, during the noon, the rays of the sun fall directly on the Sanctum Sanctuary. Truly, the temple is a wonder in all senses. The 39 meter high audience hall, the Natamandir or the dance hall, and the ruined temple of Charya, the sun god's consort, are still there. Another feature is the profusion of erotic sculptures on the temple walls. After Kachuraho, Konark is the place noted for these sculptures. Voluptuous females, handsome males in different stages of lovemaking are to be seen on these walls. You have the couples engaging in every sort of sexual position which I have heard of and read of. Now why these erotic sculptures? One reason was that during, time many were con during this time many were converting to Buddhism and becoming monks and Hindu rulers worried over the declining population of Hindus used this as a means for the people to come back to the pleasures of a normal householder's life. Another says that another theory states that the sun being given of life, the erotic sculptures were a way of celebrating the very foundation of life, the sex between the male and female. Or it could happen that Indian culture is always associated with erotic witness, the Kama Sutra, the Kajraho, Kalidasa, Skumba, Kumar Sambhava. Or is that the Odia culture had a strong erotic undercurrent of erotism in it? The most erotic depiction of the Radha Krishna romance was by Chaideva and Kita Govinda. There are many a theory for it, but that is, I'll leave, I'll leave it to the scholars to analyze and get the answers for it. Once again, on the occasion of Surya Jayanti, wishing you a very auspicious Radhasattami and may the blessings of Surya Bhagavan be always with you. Amen.